Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Mental health, marriage and divorce, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here. Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful. Am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey. I'm so grateful that you have chosen to spend some of your valuable time with me. I hope you know I don't take that lightly and every single listener matters to me. Today on the show, I have Gina back to continue her story from episode 38 and she is joined by her stepson Bradley. They are here to talk about the step family dynamic that they've experienced, including some very, very difficult circumstances, but they will also share some of the triumphs that have also come out of their journey. Without further ado, here is my interview with Gina and Bradley. Hello, Gina and Bradley. It's so nice to have you both here for part two of the series that Gina and I started last week. I first want to say to Gina how proud I am of you for sharing your journey last week in episode 38. I've heard from quite a few people how your story has really touched them and how strong and resilient you are. So I just wanted you to know that first off. On today's episode, we're going to talk to you both, but this time from a different perspective, and it's going to be around the step family dynamic and what happened where we left off from last episode. And if you haven't heard episode 38 yet with Gina, please make sure and pause this one and go back and listen because you don't want to miss it. So I am going to let you take it from here, Gina and Bradley. And of course I will have questions throughout and, um, but I'm going to let you take it from here and tell us about this part of your journey. Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, the opportunity again to share more of my story. And uh, that makes me feel really good that people got something from my other episode. And I think where we left off on that episode is that I had was wrapping up being the single mom for 13 years and raising my first four um, on my own. And I met um, Bradley's dad. Bradley's here with me now. And so we're going to tell you about that journey and where we're at today and some of the, the, the victories and the challenges um, and being a, a step family and a blended family. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, so I met 
Bradley when he was a little baby, right? Yeah. You were pretty little. Yeah. And we met at church. And so his dad and mom were attending the same church that, that I attended with my four kids. Mm-hmm. And my first memory of Bradley really is um, him running. So he was a runner. And so in the church, I know what that's like, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> so in the church, when anybody ever saw Bradley running, it was all hands on deck to block the doors. Right. And, you know, churches usually have like five or six doors. Right. And so and he would literally he didn't just run like, you know, to get out. He would run straight to the street. And so there was always someone there to to snag him and, and, and grab him. Um. And what is your first memory? Do you have a first memory of when? Um, I maybe, um, one of, I think one of the first memories, I think, I'm not sure how old though. So I don't know if I can put it into place, like right. the age. Um, but I remember going to like Awana's and like building race cars and stuff like that. Cause we had like, um, we did races, we had to like slide it down like this ramp and whoever won got a prize or something. And yeah. So my kids got to know um, Bradley and his younger brother really well because they babysat a lot. So my older daughters would babysit the littler kids. And so they, we were just kind of connected that way. Bradley's dad and his mom were separated. I started doing some babysitting and then there was times where we would child swap. And so I would have my husband, my current husband now would take my younger son and go do things with him. And then I would take his boys and have him overnight. So he could go hang out with his brothers and they'd go to hockey games and stuff. So we weren't a thing or anything. We were just friends for a long time. And uh, my girls, some of them would even take turns spending the night. Do you ever remember them doing that? Uh, I don't honestly don't. Yeah, you were pretty little. So at that point in time, um, his dad was working graveyard or his swing shifts and different things. And so my daughters would actually go over and babysit when they were asleep, stuff like that, or spend the night and babysit. And at that point, the other memory I have when he was little, so we're talking like, you know, two and a half, you know, not even three yet. So young. And he was loved to swim. And so, because he's a runner, that was also scary because this kid would literally run around the pool and go onto the, um, what do you call that? that you oh, on? the diving the board. The diving board, run off the diving board in the deep end and then paddle or, or swim to his dad or his dad would catch him. And then he would get to the side and he'd run as fast as he could. And there was a time, what's that, remember that story? What's that story about that you, oh, the you one remember? With the one with yeah. the, okay. So, um, so I was little, right? So I couldn't, I couldn't swim by myself, but I, so I had to have like a life vest on. And so I would swim up and down, back and forth within the pool with a life vest on. And then, you know, when we're done, right? We're done. We're done in the pool. My dad takes off my life vest and then he goes to my brother and takes off his life vest. And when he's doing that, I run in and jump into the pool with no <laughs> life vest on. So I'm like, eh. you know, <laughs> so my dad came and got me luckily, but <laughs> Oh, at that point in time, his dad was um, pretty much being a single dad, right? And raising both boys. So he had them full time. And sadly, um, 
uh, Bradley's mom would come in and out of the picture um, off and on. So she was really struggling with a drug addiction and just really struggling with being a mom. And it was really hard for her. So she ended up um, trying really hard to be the best mom she could until Bradley's youngest brother was about three and a half, four weeks old. And then it was just too much for her. And she um, would leave for days, weeks, months at a time and not show up and then come back. And then they would try to make it work. And there was a point in time where, um, because we went to the same church that a lot of people were trying to help her out and meet with her and try to help her. And she just really struggled. She had a lot of trauma in her own childhood that she just had a hard time getting, getting through. And even at one point, um, I had her come and live with me for a couple of weeks because I was hoping that I could help and be an influence as a single mom. What part of it was as a single mom trying to help her see that a single, it's hard being a single mom. Like if you have a relationship, see what you can do, try to make it work. Yeah. Um, so she would go, do you, do you recall Bradley, those times at all where you would see her for a while and then you wouldn't see her? Um, and not, at some point you not, might remember that maybe not, not when you were too, too not little. very much I remember it more as I got older so not not when I was like little and all like that stuff yeah. happened I, I just remember bits and pieces like I remember when I was living with her and you know Kyle but I don't really remember before anything that. like before that like I remember I just remember her and each like a couple of her bo- other boyfriends and me going over to their house every once in a while I remember staying at I remember going over to Kirk's house I remember staying at you know um Kyle's house you know that kind of thing but I don't really remember anything before that yeah so she ended up cleaning up for a bit and got remarried and she was really hopeful and the kids were really hopeful they thought that she was going to be stable and at one point in time they were hoping that she was um expecting a child and so that they thought that that would be something to look forward to that maybe that would help her settle um, my husband and I, I was pregnant and had a child t- together. And so they know that that kind of helped, you know, kind of helped them feel like they bonded. Okay. Um, and so she was doing good for nine months after she got married and then she relapsed and things just got, got really hard. And do you remember that at all? Do you remember during that time? Like I remember living with, I remember going to, to Kyle's house. If that's, if you're talking yeah. about during that time, I remember that. I, but I don't remember, I don't, I guess I don't really remember the good times as much. I remember like, you know, me going to school and then being like two out, three hours late to picking me up because I was told later on that she was passed out in her, you know, in the house or when, when I was, I was little, right. I was with my brother. We were watching TV. Uh, her and Kyle were in a big fight, throwing stuff at each other, whatever. And then they stay, they both, he tries to leave the house and drive away. And then she's following him and going with her. And yeah, here I am, you know, in my pajamas. I'm like super little with me and my brother. And I have no socks on. And so I'm like trying to go follow her. I'm like confused. And so then I walk on a, the gravel you know and that's not very nice on the little feet right. so and then I ended up I remember and then I ended up going in the car with them but I remember that being like scary yeah so they were driving off without you and you guys ran after the car well pretty much they were in the car like they were arguing in the car and it looked like they were about to leave and so I was like yeah. what are you doing you know kind of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah and sorry how old were you do you think 
I have no clue. Uh, she would remember best probably because when she was with Yeah, Kyle. you were probably, you were in elementary school, right? Well, yeah, because so. I went to Beverly. So I do remember that. And I do remember actually that I went to Beverly from first through second grade. So it was between that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven, eight-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, yeah. And it was, it was difficult because, um, you know, we were trying to figure out at that point in time, we didn't realize yet that she had fallen, that she, her addiction was back on. It wasn't until, um, she drove up one day I was driving out and she was driving the kids back because they had split custody. So she had them three days a week and we had them like three or four days a week and she was bringing them back and she was high as a kite driving and pulled into the driveway and I was like whoa like I could her eyes were rolled back in her head I was like I don't even know how she got there honestly so I parked behind her and confronted her about it and then we ended up finding out that the boys had um, meth in their system and that they were their skin was breaking out and they were breaking it out with these sores on their skin because of she was doing so much meth and smoking it in the house and so then their dad confronted and they admitted that both of them um kyle and his mom admitted that they were both doing drugs and needing to get clean and so we ended up um getting custody and bradley that was a really hard time for you because during those years where we had full custody everyone was hoping for her to get better yeah and what was that like to be disappointed like over and over? Like she, she was supposed to follow a plan and it was really clear plan and every courts from the courts. And every time she would literally be days away from getting to the next level. So she could only have supervised visits at this point. Do you remember those supervised visits? Yeah, I remember. I remember being in the, uh, the the, actually the office playing little playing with the toys or whatever while my mom was there and having to be supervised but it wasn't like we were supervised at her house or nothing we were supervised in the office i remember that a little yeah. bit yeah that was tough and what was it like if you can remember what was it like when you felt like she we would get excited and think that she was doing well and then all of a sudden do you remember those times um i don't remember but i'm pretty sure i'd know the feeling you yeah. know <laughs> i don't know because um let's see with um sorry i'm very bad with all this kind of stuff no but, no um sorry my mind blocks stuff out of my head when i'm trying to like go through it my mind like shuts it off and then i get a blink but we also know that that's part of dealing with trauma, trauma. yeah right so that's a normal thing because I'm telling you this kid, this came through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. because he, we really had hope that she would figure this out and he loved his mom and she loved him. So there wasn't a question of like wanting to be a good parent. It was her disease of being a drug addict took over and she could not battle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what types of things do you, do you remember around that scenario where she would try and i mean like i don't know when this fits into the story but i mean it didn't you know like when it happened but i remember you know what you know going to counseling once and my mom come my mom going in there and then me and my brother telling her how we feel actually for the first time right and then she just shuts it down and then walks away and blames everybody else 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's a big thing of why I don't like to share my feelings or nothing. I feel like, you know, because I did and look what happened. Yeah. That was, that was probably one of the hardest times. Do you remember the time where um, we had the big family meetings <clears throat> and she was talking about having a baby? Do you remember those meetings? I rem- I don't remember the meetings, but I remember the talk about having the baby. I remember that and it was going to be a girl or whatever. And I, I was going to have a half sister, blah, blah, blah. And then she said that, uh, that uh, the daughter or the, the kid died in her stomach. But then I learned later on that was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And that was hard because um, it was a shock. And so she was uh, unstable. And so her, her abilities to think through her decisions and how to tell the kids information was really compromised. Mm -hmm. So she would use the shock treatment really to get more back at me and her dad. And I mean, their, their dad. Mm-hmm. and so she walked into the room the first time and said she was expecting and made this big deal out of it without any warning so the kids were like you guys were excited you were like she's gonna she's stable she can't she's pregnant she's not gonna do drugs right and then I think it was like a month later she came back and she just sits down and she says well I'm not pregnant anymore and it's all your guys' fault for these meetings and I lost the baby and it's because of these meetings that caused the stress. And I saw this kid, his whole being shifted, like just so distraught. And it was, and I was, I was so angry. I had to get up and leave because I was just like, you, you just don't know what you just did. Like that there's a better way to deliver this information. Um, And so he was really, really disappointed and really it was really hard on him because I had already had my child with his dad and he loved Anthony Mm -hmm. and so he was hoping for that same love and he saw how his dad and I were with Anthony and he thought man Kyle and like you know um, his mom could be that way do you remember that feeling (sighs) not not necessarily I don't I don't remember a lot were you getting emotional a little bit but yeah it's completely understandable um hearing those words have got to be gut-wrenching so completely understand and I think for for me it was hard because I love them so much and watching them struggle and trying to figure out how to protect them and balance that was really hard and I think at that point we had um, a pretty good relationship. You know, I, I, I think what was also really hard and sad is that she felt really threatened by me and I have four older kids, right? So the, my older kids call me mom 45,000 times a day. So Bradley and um, his brother would sometimes call me mom out of just because they're hearing it 40,000 times, right? So everyone's like, mom, mom. And then they might say mom, but it wasn't ever because they were being disrespectful to their mom, right? And there was times where I would go to the school and it's just easier when you're a step parent to just be like, hey, I'm here to pick up my son, Bradley, instead of like the whole stepson thing. And like, Mm -hmm. and then they want to know who you are and all that, right? So it's just like my son, Bradley, and they're like, okay, we'll call him up, right? Or if we were in the hallways at school and I would say, oh, I'm his mom, 
right? Just because it was easier. It wasn't like I was trying to take that space, Mm -hmm. but she would get really upset. And there was one time where she got so upset that Bradley's younger brother had accidentally called me mom in front of her. And I remember him looking at me like turning ghost white and she was behind him. And he just was like, oh my gosh, I called you mom. And she left him on the steps, took Bradley with a supervisor and left him on the steps and he was just freaking out and then the supervisor was like I don't know what you're doing you turn around and go pick up your kid yeah we'll get him (laughs) and so there was just things that were hard on her right and were hard on the kids and um then a bunch of stuff really hit home all at the same time so here we know that she's struggling. This has been years now of her almost getting to the next level, which could be unsupervised visits. Mm-hmm. And she, and maybe it's self-sabotage because she was scared to have them on her own. I don't know, but she would sabotage it every time. So year after year after birthday, not showing up, right? Christmases were hard, those types of things. Um, we, uh, Bradley's younger brother, um, he has his own trauma streak from all of this as well. And so he had done some things that um, caused him to have to be separated from the family. And during that same time, uh, Bradley was really struggling. So was this, did your mom pass away before? She, we, we are, yeah, before, but we knew, I knew I was going before uh before she went I knew like a month and a half before yeah and so I already knew I was going and then she died at the beginning of the month and I'm left leaving at the end of the month yeah of October so our family was hit with three major tragedies all within a 30-day period so it was that um Bradley was was having struggling with his his trauma mm-hmm. and making some choices that were um un, unhealthy and kind of scary for us as a family and so we loved him and tried to get him placed somewhere, which we probably still have a lot to work through. I'm just going to be totally honest. I was not my best as a stepmom during those trials because it was so, I was so scared and it was so hard to watch um, both boys struggle and make choices that I kind of felt threatened mm-hmm. and didn't feel supported at the time from their their bio parents because they were stressing out right and so that made our relationship harder and the conversations I would have with him were more difficult and the discipline that I would do with him was worse than probably needed to be but out of fear and not knowing what to do right being a stepmom is and a blended family is really difficult at times especially during tragedy so we have Bradley's trauma response is out of control and we love him and we don't want to lose him. So we decide as a family that we needed to send him to a, um, a boy's ranch, a boy's ranch where he could attend school, have structure. They were all about reuniting the family, all about healing and bringing people together. And then, um, his so we had already made that decision but then we got the call that his mom had an accidental overdose 
make it. And easy. delivering that news was really tough because uh, it was tough on us to have to tell these two boys. And Bradley said something today. Bradley, what were you wishing for that you told me? Can you share that? That you would yeah, just give for? me a second. Yeah. Totally understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to say in this moment that um, this kid's been through a lot of trauma and I am really proud of him and the work that he's had to do to get to the other side of this. Um, So the people that are listening to his story, um, I just want to say that I am just so proud of the fact that he is, um, and we're gonna share those victories a little bit. We're gonna share some of the good stuff that um, this young man's been doing. I'm so proud of you, Bradley, right now. This okay. is not easy. What I was going to say is, so the thing that we were, wait, I was waiting for was, and they all told me was when I get to 18, I can see my mom whenever I want. But that never happened. Mm-hmm. How old were you when this happened, Bradley? Uh, I think 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah, and it, we had that hard decision of, you know, we were so worried that with this new information that he really might struggle and go off the deep end, right? And so we just, we had to make that tough decision to, to make sure he was in a stable environment. And at the same time, his younger brother um, had made some difficult decisions because of his trauma, his trauma response, that then he had to be separated from the family and still remain separated from the family. And so, you know, our family was really hit by three major blows. Um, and it really took, really took a toll on all of us. Um, and I think that during that time too, it was really hard is, you know, both boys and Bradley, especially was really the struggle of loyalty you know, because he had older siblings because of my kids and we, I brought the boys in like they're my own. Right. So they, we, we like brought them into the family. So they had older siblings. And so it was really hard for him to feel loyal to the siblings and then loyal to his mom. And then when this happened, um, you know, he just, he just felt, felt so alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm very sorry for your loss, Bradley. So after he um, came back from the ranch, he went, we still had a lot of struggles. And, um, you know, I wish I would have understood trauma now. I, I can say trauma response now. I didn't have that terminology back then. Back then it was, I'm really afraid that my younger son is going to be damaged or could get in trouble or hurt by their responses. And I didn't have what I needed. I didn't have, I felt very alone. 
So I didn't have a resource to where I could go and share my family trauma and share what was really going on and get support. And some of this had to do with um, technology, getting really into um, the bad parts of technology and addicted to technology to where they weren't making good choices and it was getting scary. So I didn't have that um, with them. And that is something that we'll discuss more in our next, our next um, podcast together is what's coming out of my experience because I don't want any family, I don't want any kid who's struggling like Bradley was um, to not have resources or a place that their parents can go to and feel supported like, like I was at being lonely. Mm-hmm. And he, but after graduation, he um, got himself, it was, it was difficult for him. Lots of, lots of stuff there. I don't really want to share all the gory details because yeah. that's not the point of this story. No. How long were you there, Bradley? Uh, 14 months. It was supposed to be like an 18 month thing, but they pulled me out early so I could get a start on football. Okay. Okay. That's still a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And we'd come up every couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Every, months. it was like, it was like, I don't know. There's a, it's a whole thing, but yeah, yeah. You, they came up is what matters. And we came up and visited. We brought um, our younger son up. We have pictures of all of that where they got to hang out and stuff. And it was really hard on my younger son. So he would cry whenever we would leave Bradley because he loved him so much. And yeah, no, I remember especially because I, I would be, because uh, there was a couple of times, uh, I think it was, there was like two times where I was able, where you guys came down and then there was two times in a year where I would go to you guys. And I remember Anthony, you know, there's that picture yeah you know next to the makeshift basketball hoop and anthony's like hugging me and crying yeah because i'm about to i'm about to go you know because yeah. i got to it's like a one week and then two weeks one one week and one two week thing yeah yeah, yeah. it was definitely hard on the family you know it's those are hard choices you have to make as a parent and you're hoping for the best outcome and i would say i don't regret um sending having him go there i think that there were some some definitely leadership skills that he grew i just think that um i wish i just wish there was more options and more ways to to get support so bradley you have a child can you want to talk about that because i'm i'm pretty i'm a grandma (laughs) yes i want to hear about this so i don't know what how much what there is to tell except for she's like two she was uh, she was born April seventh of twenty nineteen. That's my twin's birthday, April seventh. Yeah. Um, and honestly, at that point, I still was kind of in my little funk. Um, I wasn't making the best decisions. Um, you know, and it it took a lot, you know, for me to start making decisions, and you know, things happen, and you know, but uh. <laughs> And then I just after after one incident that happened, and then I realized I was like I actually really do want this. I thought you know my whole thing was I thought that I wasn't uh, I didn't I didn't want the same stuff that my mom that happened with my mom to happen with her. Um, and I and so like before before my daughter was born, like like when she like when my girl at the time was pregnant, I was I I wasn't sure if we should keep it or not due to those reasons and I also don't didn't think I was mature enough or had the resources and I didn't want you know whatever happened with my mom with me to happen with that 
but then she was born and I was, you know, I was, yeah, and so I was still in a bad place back then, but I, I mean, I tried, wasn't perfect. Um, you know, honestly, I was heavily drinking, which was, you know, not good because <laughs> addiction runs in my family. And that's the one thing that I did because I couldn't talk about my feelings like people do to get their, you know, emotions out there. I uh, would drink and then my emotions would come out that way. Um, and so I was doing that for a while and then I, you know, and then I don't know. So I'll solve that, but yeah, I have a two-year-old daughter now. Um, I don't get to see her as often, which is unfortunate, um, but I am really trying super hard to like get to see her. Um, I'm doing my best and, you know, whatever, with what I'm given, I'm doing what I can. I have a full-time job now. I'm paying off my debts. You know, I don't drink like I used to, you know, and I feel like I've become a lot more mature. Um and know and know what I want now yeah fantastic that's so good yeah it has been great to watch him mature and step into manhood and Mm -hmm. step fatherhood and really take it seriously um and so now what we're just hoping for is that you know it's hard when you're when you have kids and you're a kid you know you're young and to work out all those details and so they're just kind of working out all those details for him to be able to spend more time with her. Um, but it's been great to see him really blossom and want to make the right choices and grow up and do the right things and pay off his bills. And it's, it's exciting for me because I love it when he calls me and says, Hey, I, you know, I have health insurance now with this new job and I'm going to the doctor for the first time with health insurance. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that is a like, big victory. That is big. Right? Yeah. And so he'd call up and be like, Hey, I paid a payment on this bill, you know? Yeah, hey, I finally paid it off. I'm not much closer to getting a car on my license, you know? <laughs> oh, I trust me, Bradley. I remember those days like paying off that debt was so huge so that you could move on to more responsibilities, right? Like or more I mean, debts or no. more debts. <laughs> exactly. I think your debt. Yeah. I think what's fun too, is to, to listen to him talk about being responsible and knowing how to have fun money. Yes. Budget fun money and budget things. And then like, you know, he's got to pay bills. And so to hear to hear that and to have those conversations so you know we had the conversations when he was little and how that was difficult and then conversations with teens and all the trauma that happened was really hard and now we're kind of in that celebratory um place where when he calls me and i see he's calling me i'm like yeah what's going on you know yeah yeah. and he'll talk about how great he's doing his job and he's like one of the top guys yeah his job and it's just like yeah previously it was because i needed help or something i needed something but now it's because i (laughs) i want to say i'm like i did a good job i don't need nothing i promise (laughs) (laughs) oh that is so awesome when you're in that state right before it was more texting because the calls weren't the calls where i'm in trouble i'm stuck come help right but it was through text. And then when he is calling now, he barely, you barely text. Now it's, he'll yeah. call to talk, um, which any mom will say they love the fact that their teen, their, their, their adult kids call them like mm-hmm. love it. So um, yeah. hearing your actual voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they hear, love it. Hearing his excitement for himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Super cool. The pride in the, the uh, strides that you're making. 
that's huge. So you should be very proud of yourself and you should be proud of yourself for talking right now too. Cause this yeah. is a big deal. That's something I do very often or it's ever. Big <laughs> well, deal. And I appreciate it because he knows, you know, one of the things I have to say is I went live on my own Facebook and shared what I was going to be doing for a business. And I, I'm going to tell you that the best phone call I got now I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> the best phone call I got was when Bradley called me and said, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. And I said, I was kind of a jerk to you when you were a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I was the best parent to you when, I, when you were a teenager. And I, I'm so surprised that you're actually telling me that you're excited. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I just am. I think you'd be really good at it. And he said, you know, you've really encouraged me at times, because I told that's kind of what I want to do. And anyways, I, I was really moved by that because I've always loved and cared about Bradley. And I know it's so hard because I'd give him, I'd give him advice, right? Like every parent. And then he'd be like, okay. And then not do it. <laughs> Isn't that normal? Yeah, like every kid. And then I mean, he'd come to me for advice and I'd say, okay. And then it finally was to the point where he'd ask me for advice and I'd say, okay, well, I'm just going to tell you, you're just going to take it or leave it. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at you. That's what my I'm dad does gonna... too. He does the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll give you advice, you know, but you know, you're probably not going to listen, but here you go. <laughs> hey, it's the effort. Come on. Right? Yeah. Go. Yeah. So it's been great. It's been great to see him grow. And I think, um, do you remember, so he's got an apartment now mm -hmm. and, uh, you bought something in your apartment and you said that you felt like you were finally an adult. Do you know what I, do you You're talking about the TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 70 inch TV. It's nice. It's 70, <laughs> did you say? Yeah. And it's what? like, you know, well, like, yeah, like me, I didn't have a lot of things growing up that were mine. So when something that is mine that I have worked hard for, it's like, mine, don't mess it up. <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah. My exactly. remote. <laughs> exactly. But it was a great celebration, right? Like he was like, "Look at my TV! I finally feel like well, I yeah, have and my I was own like, place." I was like, "Look at, look at my place! Like, look, yeah. at, look, like I love, I love showing you and Dad my place and what I've worked for, and look at this! This is awesome!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're excited for him, and I think uh, one thing that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing is we signed up a gym membership for um, my youngest son and. Um, my husband to go to or the same gym that Bradley goes to so they can start working out together and oh, which you know we'll build some more of those relationship bonds because there were there was some time that some of that was broken and we want to make sure that we restore you know anything that wasn't was was taken away for a while yeah absolutely well I I know from other families that I'm close with that the step family relationship and dynamic is one of the most challenging ever. So I commend you and your husband for not only raising Bradley and your brother, but like yeah, your other four kids and Anthony as well, seven kids. That's no joke. Yeah. So, and they all have different personalities and they've all experienced different things in their lives and blending that is amazing. So I'm yeah. just amazed by what you've done. I would say that I, I want to be as transparent and honest. And so when you say the word amazing, 
I have to just say back to you that it is, it's very difficult and there's a lot of pain in that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, but my goal as a mom was to always get all the kids to the finish line to be stable adults. That's the goal. Right. And so to get through that, sometimes there was some real painful stuff that we still have to unpack. Um, my older kids still have to unpack some of the, some of the pain, um, and some of the trauma. So, um, you're right. It's not easy. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I am putting together a business, um, program that will help hopefully in these types of situations so that parents don't feel alone. Yeah, absolutely. And the component that helps protect kids as well and, and parents to help keep their kids safe in this technology environment that is so scary sometimes. Um, so I will be getting more into that in the next episode with Gina and her business idea and the business that she's already started. I'm so excited for you to talk about it with everybody because honestly, it's going to be so good for so many families to go through your program for the communication piece and the safety piece and all of that stuff. Thank you. It was, it was fun. I I ran the program. I've already done it with you. (laughs) Um, And it was, it was really helpful for a lot of families during that time. So So helpful. Like I said, last episode, my husband and my daughter did uh, the program, the beta program with Gina. And yeah, it, uh, (laughs) my husband is not easily impressed. I've told you this many times. And after this program, he was like, she is one smart lady. I really like her. (laughs) So yeah, he, uh, he definitely got a lot out of the information that he provided and it was very eye-opening, very yeah. eye-opening, especially what is out there right now and what we need to be aware of that you would never even think some of this stuff is out there. Well, you should know what's out there, but I think we all put blinders on, right? That it's not, not my kid. My kid would never do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear from most parents that take any part of the, of the program. So I'm, I, I will definitely get more into that the next episode, but I appreciate you um, chatting here with Bradley and I and sharing our story. And we're just hopeful that it can help other people that could be struggling, that they can see that there's victory at the end. There is victory. And I think part of the victory is also you being brave enough to tell your story, Bradley, and actually talking about it. That's the first step. And anybody that knows my story, it was actually just starting to talk and just use my voice. And even if it's harder than hell, there's something about saying the words out loud that just releases any shame or whatever that might be built up in your life. Right. So it's, it's uh, amazing what you did today. So I'm very, very grateful. I would also just say to the people that are listening that one of the things that helped us is um, being trying to keep communication open as much as possible. And so even though I might get completely frustrated with Bradley one day and literally, I don't know, probably ring his neck, 
I took a whole <laughs> basket of his stuff and threw it outside on the lawn. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm not sorry. my it was not my best moment, <laughs> Tiffany. But what I'm saying in that and why I'm being so uh I don't know, ridiculously vulnerable there by sharing that is that I had to have a conversation with myself like what the heck now you're acting like you're 15 years old and um i had to come back with an open heart and being with grace and like how do we make this relationship i love this kid how do i try to make this work and so there was time after time that i was not at my grace grace point <laughs> um but I, keeping the communication open being forgiving bradley's very forgiving being graceful um, with the goal to to rebuild any brokenness in the relationship. And that's what I hope we even gain out of sharing this story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I hope that we gain out of this story um, that we share is that we've come around and we're sharing this to even help our bonding. Yep. And there's yep. one last thing that I did want to share is that... Um, Bradley just recently called me all excited. And why don't you share that? Why were you all excited? Yeah, so well this so this happened Christmas. Um my girl my girl got me uh, this necklace. It's like a, has a large prayer on it. It's like a bullet and opens up. Um and so about a month or two after that I was finally able to get a hold of my grandma who has my mom's ashes. And she was actually willing to meet with me and give me some of her ashes. Uh you know, and it's been what, like a full seven years. And so I finally got some of mom's ashes in this necklace that, and be super good at shut. And I keep it with me every day. Every time I wake up, I put this on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I called Gina and let her know because that was a super, super exciting for me because I've been wanting that for like so long. Yeah. And now yeah. you carry a piece of her with you every day. Exactly. Very, very important. And at the end of the day, everybody just wants to feel loved, right? That's, that's it. That's what any kid wants, any adult wants. And so I, I just feel the love between you two. <laughs> um, even though there's been hard times, I can feel that the love that you guys have for each other. I can feel it. Yeah. I, uh, I love him a lot. I was, uh, I know that Mother's Day can be hard for him. It was even hard for him before she passed away, but um, just reached out to him even this Mother's Day because I just know that that's a hard day. It's, yeah, it's, flowers. And then he brought brought me flowers over, and I'm in the living room still. They're, yeah. <laughs> so you know, uh, there's grace and and love and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys again. I appreciate you sharing and opening up and being vulnerable. And I know, I know this part of your story and this part of your journey will have a profound impact on many people again. So thank you so much. Yeah. And we will be back uh, for the next episode with Gina as well, where she'll talk about her new business that she started. So be sure and come back for that episode as well. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you, Gina and Bradley, for being here to share your hard, beautiful journey and some of the struggles that you've faced as a blended family and dealing with addictions. Thank you for your courage to share. 
Next up, I will sit down with Gina again to talk about her new business that will be such an important program for families that struggle with communication. I can't wait for you all to hear about this one. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.